Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Certain things I can't DJ for anymore. Uh, certain individuals, certain situations. Oh, uh, like, how, like, I, yeah, like how I came to God and said, no more Sweet 16 parties for me. I was done. What's going on, DJ family? DJ Reese here. Every Monday at 9 a.m., I'm dropping a new podcast episode where I'm highlighting some of the dopest DJs out there that are creating vibes at all the venues that they're DJing at. If you want to hear these stories, level up in your DJing. If you're a new beginner DJ, you need new tips. You want to hear the inspiration from the DJs who started out new, that are taking their DJing game to the next level. Well, you got to check out WeCreateTheVibes.com every Monday, 9 a.m. New stories, new episodes from the dopest DJs out there killing it in the game right now. Hosted by DJ Reese. Again, check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. What's going on, DJ family? Welcome to another episode of We Create The Vibes podcast, where we interview some of the dopest DJs out there creating vibes everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. Special guest, one and only, Classic Phillies, 107.9 Zone. Yep. DJ Tactics. Peace, 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 peace. My brother, man. 30 years in the radio game. I mean, 30 plus years in the radio game. You've been doing your thing. Talk to me about the preparation, man. Mix show DJ, but you also DJ private events. I know the preparation is totally different. Everything behind it's totally different. I mean, when you're DJing at the radio station, you got a PD, you got other people, you got people in sales private event, you might just have your client. Right. Talk to me about the differences and how do you prepare for both? Well, interesting, you know, when I when it comes down to DJing on the radio, um, they want it to be very hit intensive. So they want people to um, keep listening. So they want hit songs, right? Now I'm the kind of DJ which recognize the hit songs, but then, you know, I always like to throw in what we call the oh effect. Okay. Right? <laughs> now, even those records, I'm going to make sure that they had some type of charting or, you know, um, that they were actually listened to at the time so that, you know, somebody goes, oh, yeah, I remember that record. You know what I mean? And they'll keep listening, but it's not, I don't sound the same all the time. You know what I mean? So I want my mixes to be unique on the radio, right? Now, out and about, it's not really about uniqueness, right? If if they want to hear that Cuffit song, you're going to play that Cuffit song. That's true. You know I mean? <laughs> if, if, you, if they want to do that little line dance, Jerusalem, you're going to do the line dance, Jerusalem. <laughs> That's so true, man. That's you know what I mean? For a couple years. <laughs> yeah, so it's... It, it's not really, you know, that's not really a time to be creative. That's the time to be, that's the time to do what we call, what I think is called customer service, right? The, the dance floor and the people on the dance floor is your customer. 
you're going to give them the music that they want. I could be a little bit more, you know, uh, creative on the radio, but, you know, for a client, that's not the time to be creative. That's the time to, uh, to uh, do customer service. What do you want to hear? You know, and know when they want to hear it. Mm, that's so true. Got to know when they want to hear, you know, hear that record or hear their records, you know? Right. And always, you know, especially, you know, I'm the type of DJ that will listen to requests. Some DJs don't like it. I've always liked to hear requests. Now, you know, if, if I'm if I'm playing, you know, beats for minutes at, you know, 120 and you come and tell me, yo, could you play like, you know, uh, H-Town, uh, you know, and slow it down on, and like, come on, bro. But, you know, but even in then, I'll be like, I'll tell you what, I'll try to get that on later on that night. Right, yeah. right. Maybe, maybe not. You know what I mean? I don't, you know. <laughs> I don't totally discourage because it's, you know, customer service, you know, you don't want to be like, man, get out of here with that. That's bad customer service. That's, that's so true, man. You know what I mean? It's bad customer service. And then you got the, you know, when you were in the club, uh, could you play this record? Cause I'm leaving. <laughs> that's and, a classic one. That's a classic one. Right. <laughs> you go, I'll see what I can do, but I ain't playing that record cause you leaving. Yeah, you're gonna leave anyway. So Yeah, you leaving. So you know, I mean you you're not helping out the bar at all. Right, right. <laughs> you leave it. You yeah. know what I mean? If if you want to hear that call, you can hear you can really hear that in the call if you leave it. Right. No, that yeah. That's a good that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> no, I mean, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, if it's a good record that they're suggesting. It just might work. So you don't shut down the whole request system, but you do make judgments on what requests are viable or what requests aren't. But you always treat those people with respect and niceness and not necessarily go, and get out of here with that. <laughs> No, that's true. That's why I got the shirt. You know, yeah. I play requests sometimes. Sometimes. There you depends. go. Depends on what. <laughs> on that shirt. All right. And speaking of records, speaking of requests, speaking of music, you being a DJ, you know, a top DJ in a top 10 radio market doing private events. Man, do you actually break new records at your events? You know, do you? Do you find yourself doing that? Because I, I feel like the way DJing is going, I feel like it's less, it's, you know, it's like less opportunities for us to break some of these new records at some of these, some of these events. Because, you know, some of these clients, the event is, you know, tailored a, you know, a specific way. They want this type of music or they want this top 40 or, hey, I, I just want, you know, I've DJed for people where I just want all soca all soca and reggae i don't want to you know all 90s 2000s you know like so so many times clients have these you know specific uh things that they want for their event so do you ever catch yourself or often playing or breaking new records almost never mm. almost never because like i said before 
when you get into you know the clients and i said at events i get a lot less creative on what i'm going to play at that point you're playing for the client you're not trying to break a record you're doing it for the client you know what i mean now if i'm you know if i'm on the air and i'm able to play new records that's where you support that record in that in that format you know you support the record you know hopefully they're doing whatever they got to do to you know to continue to promote that record you know and then at the same time that's why me and jay ski have a podcast we have a podcast so that we can showcase new records or you know hip real hip-hop records that are not being played on the air so you know you really never break records for at a client because that's not what they want to hear. Okay. It's customer service. It's not what they mm -hmm. want to hear. But if, you know, if what, if you want to break a new record or break new records, then my suggestion is to create a podcast or create some type of way to be able to break a record and, you know, have your audience hear that record and be exposed to it through you. You know what I mean? But not in an event. No. Mm. No, I, re I respect that, man. Yeah, you're right. All about that client, client, customer service. Right. And, and speaking of clients, mm -hmm. when is a perfect time to turn down a gig or a potential gig from a potential client? When is the time to turn it down? Yeah. Well, two, two. I would. I'm gonna bring up two main reasons. Okay. One. Um. Well, actually, three reasons. Because there was one time, <laughs> I, there was one time I turned down a gig, and it was like an outside gig in like, in like Fairmount Park, but it was in the kind of shady section of Fairmount. Okay. <laughs> So, um, for safety reasons, mm. can't do everything. Okay, realize what your that surrounding is, and make that determination. Right. So that's number one, safety, because mm. you can be in some shady spots, and it ain't always the best for our career. <laughs> that's that's a big. And one. It ain't best for our life. Right. You know what I mean, so that's number one. Number two, if they're not respecting your price, know what you're worth as the DJ. And if they're not going to respect your price, feel free to say no. Feel free to say no. All right? And number three, as we were talking probably off air about you know, the type of gig it is. If, you know, you see all this gray hair here, this ain't the dude, this ain't the dude that should be doing your Sweet 16 party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though I might be able to do it, you know what I mean? Or college party, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out of that range. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you gotta know where it is 
now I was talking to like a, a colleague of mine and I, and he was saying that he kind of still does it because there's no young DJs, right? There's no young DJs that's not going to have, you know, everybody has 30 versions and stuff like that. And even at Sweet 16, you know, you got people's parents there and people's grandparents there, even though it's their part. So you got to find a way to make sure that everybody has a good time. You yeah. know what I mean? And these young DJs, I don't know. I got to figure, I don't know how we bring up these young DJs. You know what I mean? It's, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I definitely want to be part of the positive process yeah. for a young DJ. But, you know, some of these young DJs got to really step it up. And, you know, just like we learned from our, from our uh, predecessors, they should be eager to learn from us. And I've seen some, a couple of young DJs on, you know, video and stuff like that. But it seems to be very difficult to find young DJs. And hopefully, you know, we can make a difference of that, you know, being more experienced DJ to be able to tap into these young DJs and be like, look, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. You know what I mean? And I know there's little DJ schools here and there and stuff like that, but you know, DJing is something that you got to stick to. It's not, you know, people just say, Oh, that looks really cool. And, you know, play a little bit of vinyl and, you know, everything looks really cool. But, you know, there's there's money to be made. There's, it's a business, you know what I mean? And it could be a business for you, you know what I mean? You just got to really study, you know, be interested to be studying your craft just from, just past it being cool. Absolutely. You got to really, you got to really tap in, you know, like, yeah, you're right. And you really could, uh, you know, you really can make a, a serious career. And there's, you know, there's different lanes. There's different levels. I mean, you got the radio route. I mean, I mean, I've seen even people, which is, this is something I would never do, but I've seen even, you know, people close to six figures DJing karaoke. And I, that to me, I, I can't really get down with it, but I, I respect it. You know, it's a grind. It's a hustle. I'm like six figures for karaoke. I mean, that's crazy, but the possibilities are, are, are there with DJ. I mean, you could really, even from just DJing on Twitch or online or even through the whole podcast realm, like there's avenues with this, like there's avenues. Like you don't have to be in the club. You don't have to do the wedding. You don't have to do the sweet 16. Like right. there's so many lanes. Like you could be in the arena, the sports side. Like it's, you know, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. You know? That's one thing I never did was the was the sports arena thing. You know what I mean? I missed that one. Mm. But, you know, I did get the the eight hundred people in the club in New York. Ooh. That's that's big in New York too, because you know, I mean I'm, York I'm, crowd I'm, is, I'm, I'm opening tough. up for, you know, um there's like a big club called The Shadow. I opened up Okay. Tell me know, about that experience. Red Alert's birthday party. Mm, okay. The king right there. The Hill Gang. There's the Treacherous Treacherous Three. Okay. Um, 
couple couple other people. And then, you know, Melly Mel and everybody was in the building. And, you know, it was just hip-hop heaven. So I opened up, you know, I did an opening set for that show. And then, you, you know, Chuck go comes in and goes, man, yeah, you, you're charged. You know, in his Chuck Chillout way. And that was like the ultimate, you know what I mean? But I used to do that club every week. And, you know, there was six, 700 people every time. And then there was a live broadcast on BLS at the same time. You know what I mean? That that carried me for a while. That experience, you know, DJing in front of that many people, even then, you're not really breaking records. <laughs> that you is true. I mean? At that time, you know, at that time, you 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 and your flow, like, how am I going to get these people rocking dance all the time? You know what I mean? And that's and that's the goal. You know what I mean? And, you know, ever since then, you know what I mean? DJing for that many people every week was an experience. It was definitely an experience. Mm, I can only imagine, man. Yo, I'm I'm actually uh I'm I'm about to take your league. I just did one uh in T-neck like two weeks ago and it was it was popping, but I man, I'm 36, man. I can't really But dude, you I, guess really what? I was still guess what? at 36, I was still doing sweet 16 parties. So, I didn't come to that realization until maybe like 47. And mm-hmm. then I looked at myself when I started seeing the gray. I was like, yo, I'm the old man in the club. You got that feeling like it looked crazy. Like you can't I, be the old man. It's there. like if, <laughs> if I'm not supposed to be there, if I'm too old to be there, then I'm too old to DJ there. I I feel you, man. I'll be I feel like that with the sweet 16s. I'm shit. I'm 20, 20. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. crazy. Like even even the college events. I was just at Rutgers on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, like. When I go on campus and do these events, I'm like, man, I'm even when I was in college, like I never like college was never for me. I got my yeah. BA. I even went to grad school, but that was never really my play, never really my angle, not really how I wanted to operate. You right. know, if I knew how the business world worked at that time, then yeah, I I'd be I probably would never even have went to college because it just wasn't financially, it just wasn't smart. Like it just wasn't worth it for me and the things yeah. I wanted to do. You know, it's funny. It's like, you know, um, I I was considering what my future was in DJing coming in 2023. Mm, Okay. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, see, there's, there's things going on. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, when your health isn't the same and, and, you know, in situations like that, you know, you you gotta kind of consider, and then also the landscape has changed. You know what I mean? So it's true. I have to kind of rebrand myself. I've always been the DJ in the club on the radio. You know what I mean? Doing things like that, and then you know maybe I need to get more into corporate gigs. Maybe I need to get into more. You know, um, you know maybe political parties, you know, um, yeah. and that, you know, I mean, more of a corporate level, you know what I mean? Because I'm a little bit too old for, like you said, the college thing, okay. you know what I mean? 
you know, some people getting married, but most people are already married. And at my point, at my at my stage, it's either a second or third marriage. Okay. It's a straight up divorce. You know what I mean? It's like nobody, you know, nobody's getting married. Like when I was in my 30s, I was doing weddings, 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 yeah. weddings, weddings. Yep. You know what I mean? But a little bit, you know, when you get up there, you're not doing as many weddings. That's true. You know what I mean? Hmm. Do a couple, but you're not doing as many weddings. And then if it's a young person's wedding, it's almost like doing a 316 party. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's that's facts, man. You know what's so crazy? Man, I'm 36, and what you just said, like, I've been talking about that, the whole rebranding thing for, like, right. over probably, like, seven, eight months. I've been going back and forth, back and forth, because... I just want to, like, I feel like I am leveling up, but I want to level up to the max, like galas, DJ for politicians, uh, even gyms, more corporations, more companies. I actually really don't even want, like, I used to love the clubs. I used to love the lounges. I honestly don't even want to touch those venues at this point in my career. And then I don't even want to do, like, even if I do colleges, I have no problem doing it as long as, long as it's not a uh, a college party. Like, I don't want to do... Oh, but those are great it's times. too young, man. Like, it's like, <laughs> the music doesn't really, like... It it's doesn't, different. It yeah, doesn't it doesn't move me. Yeah, right. it doesn't move me at all. And, like, I, I'm i paying attention, but I'm not feeling it. Like, right. I'm not that's feeling what I'm playing is not really as fun. You and, know? That's, and, that's, and that's important, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, you know, the music that you're playing is not moving you, or you've you've musically moved out of the market, you know what I mean, that these kids are listening to. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you're musically, you know, because, I mean, even me, it's like, look, every year, you know, you know, my musical experience goes back to the 70s. Mm, okay. I was telling somebody, it was like, look, I was, you know, I was attuned to music at a really, really er early age, very early age. Mm. So, you know, being in a car seat or back in the days was a booster seat. I remember the tunes that was coming out of those speakers in the back seat. Okay. You know what I mean? I remember those tunes and, you know, that's an error for me. And in the eighties, you know, I was in high school and stuff like that the golden age of hip hop and everything and how involved I was in hip hop. And I was making records, doing beatboxing, you know, like I did a bunch of stuff, you know what I mean? Outside. And I didn't really start DJing, DJing until like 86. Cause I was always, you know, I was always a dancer. That was my main thing. I used to dance and then I used to do some graffiti. Right. So in Plainfield, I used to be called Tic Tac because, you know, I, I would do the tick ticking move. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you still be doing it? You still got the dance move? Yeah, I mean, it's like riding a bike. You know what I mean? I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> but got it. it's like, you know, but and I and I traded off that knowledge and I had a boy, my man 12 gauge, who at the time was DJ Fresh, he taught me how to DJ. And okay. I taught him how to pop. You know what I mean? Pop and lock and stuff like that. Right so that's when I started DJing. And I found out that, you know, my whole thing with hip hop was all about 
how to get women. It was it was a it was a women thing. Okay. okay. It's like I started popping and learning how to dance because there was this talent show and these dudes was on stage popping and locking. I'm seeing all these girls screaming. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that's the key. That's it. <laughs> okay, so I started doing that. So mm -hmm. then when I'm DJing, you know what I mean? I'm seeing all these these butts wiggling. And then the music is loud. They got to get all up in your ear. Could you request, can I get a request song? Yeah, girl. You know what I mean? And I was, you know, in Jersey, it was very heavy house. You okay. know, I mean, even back in the 80s, it was very heavy house music. So I learned how to DJ, you know, hip hop scratching and stuff like that. But then I settled into the whole house scene because that's what the women liked it. How, you mm -hmm. know, I was doing the parties in the basement and I was playing a bunch of house music and it was really, really working for me. You know what I mean? And then I made a couple house records. You know what I mean? I got into that whole scene and produced a couple house records even after, you know, being part of a hip hop group called Fresh Finesse. Um, and, you know, funny thing about it is some of that stuff is actually on YouTube with me, you know, because I used to play the keyboard for him. I used to oh. dance for him. And in the first record, I did a whole beatbox record with them rapping on it called Scheming. Okay. You know what I mean? So went into that phase and then you get into the 90s phase. The 90s phase was, you know, I, I did some house, produced some house music in early 90s and then I settled really into the club scene. Okay. So I was doing a club scene. I was doing this spot in Jersey called Mr. G's. It was popping. Okay. Popping, popping. Okay. So did that. Went through all that. Now, the, you know, the funny thing about it was I got really bored with house music, okay? And I felt that I wanted to challenge myself, okay? So where best to challenge your DJ abilities to be amongst the best DJs in the world as Philadelphia? Mm. You know what I mean? When you talk about the cash monies, Okay, I'm legendary. Jeffs, you know what I mean? You know, mm -hmm. and then, you know, Granddad, Grand Wizard Rasheen and all the other DJs that I've seen in Philly, I was like, yo, I need to make my way to Philly. Wow. Mm. And I had wanted to do that for a long time, but I got fortunate when I was putting out, you know, Chuck Chillout was, was a real good friend of mine and an idol to me. You know what I mean? And one of the pioneers in radio in, in New York, um, I did a mock air check and sent it around. And it was heard by somebody in Philly 103.9. And they put me on. And that was it. I packed my bags, moved from Jersey to Philly. And the first time that I was there, you know what I mean? I, you know, I knew of Jay Ski, but I heard Jay Ski and I was like, I'm not ready. Oh, yeah? Okay. Jay Ski you know, feel like, like that. Okay. It made me feel like that. I'm not ready. Mm. You know what I mean? And then I heard Shout to Jay Ski, man. Yeah. I heard his boy excel. I'm not ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And then, you know, some cats, you know, I went to real honesty though. It was real honesty. It's like, yeah. you know, checked out skip mode and the ill vibe collective and all of these DJs I'm hearing. And I'm like, yo, I'm not ready. Mm. So I worked at 103.9, but didn't really pursue being on the air. And during that time of not being on the air, I used to come home. I used to go to work, come home from work, practice, eat, go to sleep. If I wake up in the morning, practice. And it's all in my earphones because I, you know, I'm in an apartment and mm -hmm. all I'm doing is practicing, practice, 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 right? Until the point where I felt that I was at least a little bit ready. Okay. And then I finally got put on as a mixer or, you know, one of the mix master weekends. Okay. You know, you know, the PD came in new. And he's like, yeah. And then, you know, Jay Ski at the time was the mix show coordinator. He goes, and I remind him about this sometimes. He goes, well, he's giving you three hours. You, you think you can do three hours? And he laughs at it now because, you know, we're it's so tight right now. He laughs at it. He's like, you know, he don't even remember he said that. But that three hours, program director told me, is like, look, I'm taking a chance on you. If you, if you sound good, we're going to go. If you sound horrible, I'm coming to the station and taking you right off the air. Mm, just like that. Just like that. You know what I mean? But I did my thing and, you know, put on, put on some gear and met him at Pegasus later on that night. And, you know, we clanged it. And that was, you know, the start of my mixed career on radio in Philadelphia. See, that's what I'm talking about. Rising you know? to the occasion, man. Rising to the occasion. And then yes. I was board hopping and Jay Ski could never get to the station on time because he was doing the broadcast and he had a show called the fundamentals right after the broadcast so he goes you know your tactics you love hip-hop right i was like yeah he's like why don't you bring a couple records you know what i mean you know what my format is bring a couple records and you know kind of you know start the first half hour so it can give me time to get there I was like, yeah, what? And then that became a tradition because even when it turned into pure elements, I always started it off. You know what I mean? And we take that to our podcast even today because we've been doing the podcast for really, I think like, like 14 years now on different formats since they yeah, took I think them, what block spot at one point I think I, it was oh I forgot where the first one was I, I've seen was, a couple on a different yeah, uh, you know we had you know we had our own little website plelements.com you know and that faltered and then we just settled on Podomatic and that's what we've been doing for the past maybe like really five years five six years you know what I mean dope. but the most important thing, though, I got out of that story is you were available. And I yeah. think a lot of people uh, don't understand that. Like when you get that call to do mm -hmm. something as a DJ or that opportunity and you're available. 
you're ready to go. You, you're not like, oh, can I, can I do it tomorrow? Or give me three, four, five hours. Like, you were available when DJ J Ski needed you. And then that right. propelled you. So right. much salute, much you respect. Know. I mean, I love that. And DJs, you got you to gotta stay ready. You, you got to stay up. ready. And you got to, guess what? And, you know, anything, anytime that you're dealing with, you know, uh, a DJ of the caliber of J-Ski, all right, you can't, you can't be the weak link. You know what I mean? So you got to get, you got to get your cutting right. You know what I mean? It's got to be right. And, you know, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from... You know, one thing that I would always say, right? Always be a student of the crap. You can learn from everybody. You know what I mean? If you if if you go to an event and a DJ is dope and you know it's dope, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you know, I'll learn something from DJ Active, right? Mm, okay. Superstar DJ. But, you know, I'm watching his hands. I'm watching what he does. You know what I mean? It's like, even, you know, you, you go out there, you see how they move the crowd. And, you know, I mean, hell, bite. You know what I mean? Bite, you know, bite, you know, and learn what they do because that's something that's going to help you out in your craft. Absolutely. I, I agree with Always you. be a student. Yeah, as a DJ, you're always learning, man. Like, like seriously, you know, you go to events, you see other DJs. I mean, they're doing amazing things. Like, even myself, my ears, my eyes, they're always open. Like, if I see a DJ that's really, even online, too, like, mm -hmm. there's a lot yeah. of DJs out there that really, like, the way they branded themselves, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. So, myself, I'm always, like, I'm always watching. I'm paying attention because... You know, I could use I could use these these tips to really yeah. level up, and it's you know there's no shame in my game. I, I feel like we all, you know, D, DJs, you know, they take from each other in certain right. aspects. You know, right. so and you can't you know, be ashamed to do that. It's like I have a very long list of people who inspired me and who I learned from. It's a run that list. Run that list for me. Oh, it's a long list. All right? oh, it's all good. Run that list for me. I mean, Talk. You know, even going, you know, even going back to my days, you know, originally from Plainfield, New Jersey. Okay. You, got, you know, you know, first and foremost was the, you know, the first, uh, the person who changed the DMC back in '85, DJ Cheese. Okay. He did a record called King Cut. I used to carry his records, and I used to learn from him. I used to learn from Fat Rodney. I used to learn from this DJ, JC Rock. He used to do, the, you know, even though I was a human beatbox, I always looked at how he rocked the crowd. You know what I mean? Because I was still DJing. I was kind of getting into DJing. Okay. But I always studied DJ. You know what I mean? You know, on the radio. I used to make pause button tapes with the, you know, and, and, and you know, I used to go from station to station. So you um, got the Molly Malls, you got the Red Alerts, you got the Chuck Chill Outs. And then later on that night, you had um, uh, Hank Love and you had the Awesome Two um, 
later on that night. All of that radio, you know, made me want to get in the radio and listen to Stretch and Bobito. Mm. You know what I mean? Yo. Real hip hop right there. Real hip hop of, yeah. you know, but, but real DJing and, you know, and, and, and very immersed in the culture. I was very immersed in the culture, right? And then, you know, and, and see, you know, even on the house end, you know, like, you know, your Frankie Knuckles, um, you know, your Timmy Registers and people that was really doing house music in the 90s. I learned from them, right? And then, you know, I, I learned from, you know, from Philadelphia DJs when I came here, you know what I mean? Cam, Ski, uh, Active, Sat One, uh, uh, Static, who's now Mr. Sonny James, Skip Mode. Um, you know, I mean, just so many DJs from Philadelphia that molded me into the scrap, you know, into the scratching it, right? Mm, okay. And I'm still learning from DJs, you know, um, you know, DJ Scratch. I'm probably, you're probably going to, he's going to be in town soon. I think I'm going to go because I've watched him work and he's amazing. You know what I mean? He's amazing. And, you know, even... You know, watching, you know, now is you could watch videos now of a lot of DJs doing a lot of things. You know what I mean? And you know, I kind of peek at those videos to see, you know, what's what's going on. You know what I mean? So it's like it's always a learning process. And once the DJ feels like they don't have to learn anymore, that's when they're, you know, that's when they're on the decline. That fall off, yes. Fall off, because you know when you think that you know everything and you learn anything, that's not really the truth. You haven't learned everything. If you're enjoying the content you're watching right now, and you want to learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes, well, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. I probably would have quit DJing a long time ago if I didn't have J Ski and I had that. Oh wow, okay. Because it's like every time I sit up there and go. You know what? I think I'm gonna, but then uh, I think I'm still do the podcast, and then I'm still doing the podcast, and I might as well still DJ. That that is true. It's another <laughs> element, man. <laughs> like, might as well. Now, serious. Now, serious. I I feel like I feel like every DJ's dream really is to, and this this is my because actually moving forward, I said I spoke this into existence last month, and I'm going into 2023. I feel like I'll I'll be turning down the most work ever. I'll be telling people the most no's because if it had, if it's not what I want to do, it's not the price range. If the event doesn't really fit me, I'm not money grabbing anymore. I don't care how good it is. Like I'm, I'm turning it down. Like it, it just is what it is because I, I got to really get to the point of doing stuff I enjoy. And it's just not because money's behind. Obviously I want to get paid well, but it has to, right. I want to get paid well for what I like to do. Not, for something I don't want to do, you know. Right, and be careful about that. That's a good attitude, you know. I and I was there, you know. <laughs> I, mean? I was there. Be careful about that, about you know, because you can do what you want to do, and then still make money. Yeah. So you can make a business decision on whether to play music. And it just be a business decision 
and then go back and say, all right, now I'm going to do what I want to do or take what I want to, you know, or take that gig that I don't want to take. So you can say no to some, but say yes to some. Very true. Yeah. You got to separate. Sometimes you got to separate because this is your business and it is customer service. And you got to look at it as just customer service. You pack, you know, you pack it up, you set it up, you play what they want to hear, you break it down, you get paid, you go home. And then you have the joints that you want to do. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> we may not even get paid as much on that gig, but it's something you want to do. Yep. All right. And then you may do something that pays you nothing, you know, like a podcast or something like that, or might, you know, you get little donations or whatever, but you might, you know, do a podcast just to express out there what you want to express about what you're loving. You could do it all. You could do it all. That's true. No, I, no, I, a hundred percent. Like, not tell people all the time too, because even, even as far as like whatever you do, even if it's DJing, say you you make beats, say even yeah. if you're a board op. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand this whole thing of uh, branding the internet. Like, you can even you can even just create content based on what you do as for a living or even a certain part of what you like, say if you were a DJ that like, Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a make a channel on eight bar loops uh, or samples or, or like you could literally do a channel or do, even a you could do something literally just right. off of that. Any, any aspect of what you do, you right. can turn that into a business and turn that into some dollars. Right. A lot of people don't realize that. Right. And even, even, you know, and even if, your passion doesn't pay you as much. Your passion is a release so that you can feel better about doing stuff that you might not want to do because right. you're doing stuff on your own that you do want to do and the stuff that you kind of don't want to do. It's a business decision. That's, that's, that's true, man. Customer so true. service. That's all it is. It's customer service. Nah, that's facts, man. Well, DJ Tactics, are you ready to play a game called This or That? Oh, I don't know, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a really quick game. You get two options. It's either this or it's either that. All right. You ready? Ready. All right. House music or 90s hip-hop? 90s hip-hop. Okay, okay. Turntable needles or the MWM phase? Turntable needles. Okay, okay. My man's like, I ain't rocking with that new technology. No, I am. I'm, I'm messing with this, is this or that. <laughs> DJ clubs or DJ lounges? Lounges. Okay. All right. 20 years ago, I would have said a different answer. Oh, I, I respect that. I respect that. Sixes or the Eagles? Eagles. Okay. Bird gang, bird gang. Yeah, I've been an Eagles fan since way back. You know what I mean? I I'm more of, a, more of a, guess what? I'm more of a Knicks fan, but please forgive me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how you 
You repping the city of Philly? You a Knicks fan? Oh man, you, well, you know you gotta remember. I came from up north. I know I'm messing. Me, with you. And, then, and then me being up north, being an Eagles fan was tough. <laughs> I, I can only imagine, man. I no. can only imagine. No. Queen Latifah or Lauren Hill? Jersey's on the line, man. Who we going with, man? Jersey's on the line. I gotta go with the Queen because she's on time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. Now, this one, I like this one right here. Carrying crates of records or carrying a laptop to a gig? Laptop. Okay. That's easy. My, yeah. back, cause, cause <laughs> my back ache tells me so. Right. You, you know, know some, I mean? some people be stubborn, though. You know, I'm going to take my records. I'm going I'm to no DJ, which I respect. I knew, I knew, I knew a dude like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, he was like, you know, he saw me rocking it and he was like, yo, money, so what's really up with the Serato thing? Because he first, he, you know, <laughs> two months before, he was vinyl till I die. Mm, then, he okay. like, then he's like, yo, man, carried all these crates, man, you know, what's up with the Serato thing? <laughs> right. And now that's what he does. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, much respect to the crates, you know what I mean? But um, my back tells me laptop. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, man. I mean, I had, I had, I had an experience of carrying my coffin to the Gramercy Theater, and then when the wheels popped off, I was, like, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I can't do it, man. I, I can't do it, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, DJ Tactics. That was this or that. Yeah, that wasn't bad, man. Yeah. So, What's next for DJ Tactics, man? What do you what do you got in store, man? We were t- you talked earlier about branding yourself, doing more high level events, which I already know you're doing, but heading more towards that way. But what's next in store for you? I mean, pretty much that, man. You know, I mean, like you know, continuing to you know provide the listeners um, all the goodies on uh, with Radio One. You know, I mean. Uh, uh, to continue to do that, to learn more, um, just to learn more. And the, yeah, I, you know, to really rebrand myself, um, you know, coming from, you know, cl- doing a bunch of clubs and everything like that to more doing events, uh, to more doing corporate events, uh, get into the, getting into that lane, you know. It's a lot of mobile gigging, you know what I mean? But some of the technology with mobile gigging, you know, with the speaker technology and, and things of that sort, you know, with, you know, um, really helps in that that era, you know, in, in, well, in that vein so that I can rebrand myself and kind of, you know, uh, make money in other ways, you know what I mean? So that's really what's up for 2023. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Oh, no, man, you definitely going to do your thing, man. Yeah. I- I know you're going to do your thing. And I, I mean, you already leveled up, but I know you're going to take it to a whole nother level. You know, every, every, know. you know, every, every cycle is, you know, you always got to rebrand. You always got to change. You always got to learn. And, you know, that's what this whole thing is about, man. Uh, learn, rebrand, and do it. And then action. Max, man, and I, I love what you again the learning. I feel like people, you know, 
you feel like people feel like you only can learn in school or there has to be a book in place, but I mean, I know the little DJ get videos, you know, everybody sees everybody's DJ video. You see what I'm doing here, you know, and they do (laughs) things like that. You know what I mean? Even though it's, you know, it's done to promote their brand, you know what I mean? There's something that you can learn from that. Facts. Yeah. I'm checking a lot of DJs uh, reels, even uh, going through TikTok, just seeing like, all right, what makes this video very engaging right why why are people liking this what's exciting about this like right. is it the angle is it right. was the video just clear you know was right. the way it was edited was it the captions like no a- absolutely like i'm my eyes are i'm paying attention like i'm never thinking like oh i'm good or i'm in such a great position like no i'm always like i'm always willing to learn open yeah. to learn need to learn that's what it is that's what it is yes. So how can people get in contact with you? Man, anytime, man. You can hit me up on Instagram, DJ Tactics One. Even on Facebook, I'm Eric DJ Tactics Jackson. You can hit me up there. Um, but yeah, you know, just hit you know, just hit me up. I'm on Instagram. I don't really do Twitter that much. And no. Really, who does? Um, but you know, Instagram, Facebook, hit me up, and I'm ready to go. Also, let the people know what times, what days, what stations they could catch you DJing and what city, too, man. Let them know. Philadelphia, Philly, Philly. You know, Philly showed me love, man. And, you know, shouts to my whole Radio 1 family. Um, And, you know, if you want to hear me mix, I'm on Classics 107.9 every Saturday from 10 to midnight right after Touchtone and the Basement Party. Um, I'm with Dean Weissman every Saturday, 9 p.m., uh, produce and co-host that show. I'm on uh, Sunday mornings with The Breakdown, me and Manuel Glenn, kind of go through the topics of politics and what's going on and, and things like that. So, and I also, co- you know, produce that show. And, you know, every once in a while, you can catch me with Senator Vincent Hughes um, every Sunday morning at nine o'clock. So you can catch me on both stations, Classics 107.9 with the breakdown, um, 100.3 R&B, catch me on there on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, I'm I'm Radio 1 all, I I do Radio 1, you know what I mean? Radio 1 Philly, you know what I mean? Shouts to everybody in Radio 1 Philly, They, they show me love and they keep me going. Y'all hear that, ladies and gents? Man, he's all over the city of Philly. He's mixing up the airways. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast with our special guest, Radio One's only and own DJ Tactics. My brother, I appreciate you as always, man. And keep doing your work, man. I see what you do, man. Thank you, brother, man. I, I appreciate that. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said. Done.